Welcome to Design Your Destiny, your podcast for tapping into the power of your subconscious mind. In this next few minutes, allow me to show you how to tap into that power so that you can create success with ease, form deeper connections, and have greater presence in your relationships, and most importantly, find peace within yourself. My name is Penny Chason, and I'm your host. Hey, hey, joyful souls. It is Penny here, coming to talk to you about using your intent and will to get what you want. And it was my intent to record this episode in one shot. And that hasn't worked out. And it probably has not worked out because I've not used my will. If I had used my will, I probably would have made some notes to keep me on track. But if you've listened to me for any length of time, then you know that most of the time I just go off of the top of my head. I I follow my instinct and my intuition about where an episode needs to go. But I feel a little more focused now. So let's see where this gets us. So using your intent and will to get what you want. Most people, when they have a goal or a vision of something they want to achieve, whether it's in their personal life, their professional life, relationships, there's this sense that we have to make things happen and that we need to use our willpower to make things happen. And nothing could really be further from the truth because willpower is a function of our present conscious awareness And our conscious awareness can only process so much information at a time. And if we overcommit to things, if we become stressed out, if our mind is overthinking and we're trying to solve some problem, and we're also trying to stay focused on what we have our willpower assigned to, our mind is going to rank things in levels of importance to what helps us to feel safe and secure. So if you're really stressed or you're worried about something, but at the same time you're wanting to do this thing where your willpower is attached to, then your mind is going to send you in the direction of what it feels is meeting your needs. So for example just toss something out here. You know, I started a a routine of walking every morning. And, you know, say my mom called me up and she has something that's to her is urgent, urgent. Now, if I were someone who got really stressed and nervous, or I was someone who felt like I had to be there for her at a moment's notice so that she knew that I loved her and and that I care about her. Then this need that I would have to make sure that she knew that I loved her and I cared about her, if that is tied to my sense of self and my sense of belonging and acceptance, and I'm over here and I want to walk and say I've never really put myself first 
but then over here, my mom needs me. And that generates stress when she calls. And for whatever reason, that generates stress. And when I say stress, I don't mean like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. No, I, I mean internal stress, subconscious stress, that there's a need there that in order to feel accepted to be the loving daughter, say I have an identity of a loving and doting daughter, then my brain, if it's just new to building this habit of walking every day, my brain is going to chase after what's important to my subconscious, which is that I remain that loving and doting daughter in her eyes for my acceptance. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a loving person, but I've never been one to dote on anyone. Okay, so that's kind of an extreme example for me. But when you are in any situation and you're using willpower, then you're working from consciously, analytically to make something get created in your life. And when you see people that you're amazed by and it's like, you know what? Joe over there, like he decided he was going to start this company. And like, I mean, like, boom, he, he just did it. Not only did he start the company, but he's so successful, it makes my head spin. It's like, for him, it's like getting up and, and getting dressed and putting on his shoes and socks. It just, it just happened. I don't understand. And here I am, I'm trying to create my business. And I start and I stop and I start and I stop and I'm not consistent. Well, there was a very important word in there. And that was decide. When we decide to do something, and in that decision, we are 100% committed, there are a couple of things happening. One is that we're taking on the identity or we have the identity of being someone that when we decide and we're 100% committed, we just do what needs to be done. So that's one thing that comes into play. But the other is intent. If his intent is to create a successful business, then that's what's going to happen as long as he uses his will to get it done. I want to say that again. He set his intent to start a successful business, and then he used his will to get it done. Now, I want to make a very important distinction between will and willpower. Willpower is trying to use your conscious mind to create maybe a habit to create consistency. But when you decide and you set your intent, you're simply declaring it's done. So then all you have to do is through using your will, which is your ability to take action. We all have free will. Our will, we can choose through will, we can take action. You just set your intent and then you take action without attachment to the outcome. You have a vision, you know where you want to go, but you take action through your free will and you will create. I have a couple of examples for you. The first example was 
when I wrote my international best-selling book, Breaking the Fibro Code. I started working with a writing coach that April, we began actually writing the chapters of the book in May and June. And as things were coming together, I just had the thought one day, this is going to be a number one international bestseller. And I surprised myself when I said it to myself. I, I just found it curious. I thought, hmm. And I simply gave it no further attention. I finished writing the book. There was one chapter I wasn't satisfied with. We were really hoping to get it to the editor before September, but there was one chapter that I, I just didn't like. So I gave myself the grace of putting that chapter on the shelf, if you will. And I knew that when I got some time away and I could unplug from everything, it would come together. So then we went on vacation. I had a week off. We were out in the woods where there's no cell phone signal, no radio, no TV, no nothing. And I just pulled out my phone one day, put some music on to play that I had backed up on my phone in my ears, pulled out a legal pad and just went to work. And the chapter just flowed out of me because I allowed myself to unplug. Plus, I had set the intent that I was going to that the chapter would come when I could get away from it all. So you see how that came into play there. Well, by the time the book was ready to go to the publisher, I had changed my niche. And what I did, I already had all of the effort into the book. I knew the book would help people. I knew it would change lives. And the way that people look at fibromyalgia and a paradigm shift really needs to take place through a good portion of healthcare and the messages that people are being given around this. So I went ahead and invested the money and published the book. Now, this wasn't my niche anymore, but the publishing team told me, these are the dates that we're launching the book. This is what you need to do. This is what we're putting in place. And everything that they asked me to do I did it. And three days in, it was a number one international bestseller. I didn't force it to happen. I didn't make it happen. I wasn't invested in terms of the outcome in making it happen. I just let it be whatever it would be. And it stays in the bestseller list. Once in a while, it drops up out. But for the most part, it stays in the bestseller list. Now, Another time that I used my intent in will, this is a very different scenario, but it's interesting how it came about. And it deserves one of those hashtag surprised, not surprised <laughs> moments. So if you follow me on Facebook, you may have seen the video that I did where I unveiled a painting that I recently purchased. And the story behind this painting is that I'm in a coaching group. It's uh, Jim Fortin's Transformational Coaching Program. And I've been in his coaching programs. It'll be three years this September, just because it's freaking amazing. It's where I learned all about using your will and your intent. 
and identity, right? The importance of all of those things. So anyway, I'm getting off track. So I guess it was in April, May, I'm scrolling through the posts in the Facebook group, people are sharing their experiences or whatever, can't get into details of all that because it is confidential. It's the purpose of that container. But there's this beautiful painting of this owl. And as I'm scrolling, it stopped me in my straps. And I'm like, that's my painting. I scrolled up to see who posted the picture and the first word said sold. And I thought, hmm. And I just kept going. I forgot about it. Then towards the end of June, 1st of July, I shared an update in another Facebook group. Uh, You could consider it, it's kind of like an alumni group of people who want to continue to participate in Jim's work. And I just posted a Facebook post. It was an update of a lot of things that were happening. And for the image for the Facebook post, because we all know that if you post a picture or video on Facebook, they show your post more. I put a screenshot that I had taken of one of Jim's Instagram posts that had this beautiful picture of an owl and a quote by Rumi about silence. And I'm very much into silence these days. Probably a little bit to my detriment. I need to to get out in the world a little more, but I embrace the silence. So Jim comes in and he comments on the post. His only comment on it was, did you see the painting in the other group? Go ask to buy that painting. Now, Unless you've been involved in transformational work and learning to understand about will and intent and using your sense to allow things to unfold in your life, then you wouldn't understand the importance of that. But when I saw that, I understood the importance of it. I'm like, hmm. Now, keep in mind, I had forgotten about the painting, So I go into the group, I scroll and I scroll and I scroll. Now, mind you, I'm just guessing, but there are probably 80 to 100 posts made in that group every single day. And I'm trying to scroll all the way back. I can't find the, the picture of the painting. So I go back to my original post to say that I can't find the painting. And I see that Jim has also been looking for this painting And I just posted, you know what, I can't find it either. I'm going to make a general post in the group to see if someone can tag me if they know who painted it. When I saw that he had been looking for it and that he had taken the time out of everything else that he had going on to search for that painting, that was a sign to me that this was important. So someone tagged me. In the post, I went back and I looked at the painting. And as soon as I saw the painting, the first thought that entered my mind again was, that's my painting. And then I looked, I'm like, oh yeah, it's sold. So I reached out to the artist and said, hey, you know, do you have another one? Because like some artist will paint something in a series at several variations on a theme. And she didn't have one, but she said, I, I, I could paint one. It would take me a few days. So this transpires over a few weeks. 
She paints the painting. She sends me a picture in Facebook Messenger, asks me if I like it. I'm like, well, it's beautiful, but it's something about the eyes of the other painting. I just absolutely love it. And of course, that painting wasn't available. And so I asked her how much this painting was, and she told me, and she said it was going to take a, a, a few more days for it to be dried and ready. And whatever artists do, I, I don't know. I'm not even going to pre pretend to know. So anyway, the day that I went to PayPal her the money for the painting, I open up my Facebook Messenger and there's a message from her. The buyer of the other owl has decided they want another painting this painting is yours if you want it. And of course, I confirmed the price and I paid for that painting ASAP because that was my painting. Because even as she told me, when she sent me the, the picture of the other painting and I looked at it, I went back and looked at the original painting. And my, when I looked at it, my thought was, that's my painting. Well, it ended up, it's my painting. It's at my house right now. I have that painting. And there's something key about this process, actually both examples, that is so important to using your intent in your will. So you might say, well, how was that your will that the other person decided not to get the painting? Well, using my will came from reaching out to her to say, hey, are you painting another painting? What are you doing? Because then what happened when this person saw another painting of hers that they wanted more than they wanted that owl, I was at the top of her mind. She knew I wanted it and she immediately reached out to me. That was using my will. And the other key component to the book and the story about the owl is that I never got into negative self-talk. I didn't think about it. Once I said it, I just said it. Like, I, I didn't ruminate that somebody else had bought the owl. Oh, it's not mine. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. Somebody else has it. I really wish I had it. None of that. When we went into the book launch, even though I had changed niche, I never said anything like, well, it doesn't matter to me what it does, or this is useless. I shouldn't bother. This isn't what I'm doing anymore. No, 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 none of that. I had totally forgot I set my intent. I just showed up and did what I did without any negative self-talk, without any doubt, without any question, just surrendering to doing what I do and let whatever happened happen without focusing on the outcome. That's using your intent and your will. So whether you want to lose weight, whether you want to break an income barrier in your business, whether you want to get out there and start being more visible in whatever it is that you're doing, whether you want to write a book, just set your intent. I'm going to blank and then just let it go and do whatever it is that you do that moves you towards that. You may not be able to pinpoint a time frame of when it's going to happen. That doesn't matter. It'll happen when it's going to happen. And know that if you ever have that self-doubt come up, just once again, set your intent and keep going.
and have grace with yourself, especially if you're doing something new and different that you've never done before. Just have grace with yourself if you slip up and then don't start telling yourself you're not doing it right. You can can forget about all that. Just, just set your intent and go for it and see what happens. I think that you might be surprised. I would love to hear your stories of how you have used your intent in your will to get what you want. So I would love for you to just send me a DM on Instagram, a message on Facebook Messenger, or if you're on my email list, just hit reply and share with me your examples of using your intent and your will to get what you want And let's celebrate those wins because it represents a wonderful shift in thinking that is going to support you in reaching all of your desires throughout your life. Until next week. Thank you for listening today. If you've enjoyed this episode of Design Your Destiny, I would appreciate it if you would head over to iTunes and leave a positive review. When you leave a positive review, it's like podcast currency, and we can increase our reach and get the message to even more people that they, just like you, have the ability to design their destiny. And remember, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform.